I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Picking? Yeah. Good Since deal. you're getting that season, man, you need, to, you need to get up on your uh, barbecue instruments. It is barbecue season, except it's been raining, like, for the past month here. Oh, yeah, same here, man. The uh, the farmers can't grow their corn, Jeff, we're fucked. I saw that in Iowa, but uh, is that the same, the same shit for... Yeah. No corn, bruh. No corn, no soy? Nothing. Damn. It's been a dr- it's it's the opposite of a drought, whatever that is. What would you call that? Uh, monsoon, perhaps? Monsoon season? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't think it's a monsoon, but I can't figure out a word. It's been very wet. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know the time for that. That's, that's a stumper sauce. Yeah. I stumped ya. Um, so what are you playing? Uh, just, uh, picking along with, uh, old, uh, Hot Rise album I used to listen to. Okay. It's just a live album. They're just playing a concert. The band's called Hot Rise, so, I mean, it's just a random bluegrass band. Nothing really special about it. They're pretty old school. What's the album called? Uh, I think the album's called So Long with Journey. And it's like live. It's just a live show. Okay. Well, maybe it... Maybe that'll be the uh, intro song. Who knows? I can think of a, a couple of better songs to put for the intro. Just figure something out. <laughs> um, so, Jeff, this... Uh, what was this? Yesterday, I believe, we had the pleasure, you and I, of uh, speaking with professional wrestler Sensei Bach. Yep, professional wrestler, uh, martial arts, uh, oh, what was the title? Hold on, Jeff, I got it. Okay, I, I didn't want to botch it for him. Don't blow this, alright? Don't screw this up. Yeah, he is the world's greatest martial arts master, and you will bow to your sensei. Damn right. It was a good-ass interview, too. 
yeah, this was a lot of fun. Do you have anything else to uh, preview this thing, or should we just get right into it? Oh, just another plug for Peoria. Got coming out to the mall this Saturday. Yep, he will let us know. Um, in Peoria, Illinois, this Saturday, which would be June... What am I looking for, Jeff? First. June 1st at Northwoods Mall. You remember it. It might have been a while since you've been there. It might have. But uh, maybe <laughs> Christmas season. But it's still there. Um, and... There is a benefit show. Was it for St. Jude? Yes, uh, for the kids. A benefit for the kids. Free show, accepting donations, obviously. So everybody in the area, if anybody listens to this shit locally, check this out. Uh, Like I said, Saturday, June 1st. Northwoods Mall, free entry. Without any further ado, this is our interview with Sensei Bach. Hey, y'all. Sensei Bach, what's up? How's it going? Good, man. This is uh, my name's Eric, and this is Jeff. Hey, how's Hello, it going, Eric and Jeff. How are you, dude? I'm good. Am I being recorded yet? <laughs> yeah, we're going. We're going straight to it. Oh God! <laughs> Unless you have something to say, we're gonna go straight to live. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't think I have anything to say. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna do a freestyle, man. This is our first interview. You ever done one of these? Uh, I've done a few, um, yeah, I've done a couple. They're kind of spread out quite a bit though, so I don't do them often. Okay. Well, uh, we won't take up too much of your time here. Um, cool, man. Whatever works for your show. Yeah. So I think we should just start with the background. I'm judging by the name Sensei Bach, I would assume martial arts background. Well, I am the world's greatest martial arts master. Woo! So there's mixed martial arts, there's karate, there's tai chi chuan, there's taekwondo, there's all of that mixed into my style, which is bakwondo. <laughs> bakwondo, I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. uh, how did you get into wrestling? I got into wrestling because I... Well, I got in late. I was 26 when I decided to go to wrestling school. Um, and the reason why I did that was because I thought if I was ever going to do it, that was the time. And I wasn't going to get any younger. Uh, my class, the class that I had at the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy, they all seemed to sway kind of older. Like I had a roommate who was a, a year or two older than I was. And then um, most of the people were kind of in their mid-20s, but... You know, as, as classes have graduated and new wrestlers have come on the scene since I joined about three years ago, like there's some people that this is, some people go to college, some people go to vocational school, well, some people go to pro wrestling school and yeah. they want to make a career out of being a pro wrestler. So uh, I thought at the age of 26, I needed to, to get going. Yeah. So that's the, that's the Seth Rollins one, right? Right. Yep. Okay. So how how was that experience? Did you ever meet him? Obviously you did, I'm sure. I, I did. Um, I met him on the first night that we had class. And uh, the way I always tell people is you might have heard stories about Chris Jericho wanting to go to the Hart School in, uh, in Calgary. And um, he felt kind of ripped off because it was like one of the hearts that wasn't famous that like never they wrestled but they never made a huge name but like Brett or Owen weren't there Mm -hmm. and so when I signed up the only reason I signed up was 
it was close. I live in the Peoria, Illinois area, and this was in Moline, Illinois. That's where the school was at the time before they moved to Davenport. And so I chose it just based off proximity. And I saw that Seth Rollins' name was attached to it, but I was like, there's no way this guy is actually going to be at the school. But the first night I was there, he was there. And um, with the exception, so that class was 12 weeks. They do a 12-week class, and they teach the foundations of pro wrestling. And I think he was there at least one night a week, 10 out of the 12 weeks. There was one week uh, right before he came back from his knee injury, he wasn't there because he was down at the performance center doing, you know, testing out his body, I guess, to make sure that he was healthy enough to come back. And then the second week he wasn't there, they were doing a tour of, Japan or China or something like that. So they were obviously overseas. But other than that, I think he was there at least once a day every week, which was pretty cool. Wow. That's that's extremely surprising to me. Yeah, like you'd see him on Raw or SmackDown, and then the next night he's at class and, you know, he's doing a workout or he's getting a, a stretch in and he's watching the stuff that we're doing in the ring and critiquing that. So it was, it was pretty wild. Wow. And you said it was 12 weeks? Yep, 12 weeks. So, explain like the So you have a you have a perform you have a show this Saturday, right, at the mall here in Peoria? I do. Uh, there's a an organization called Wrestling for a Cure and they're putting on an event at Northwoods Mall and the event is free, starts at 12 o'clock, and all the proceeds go to St. Jude. Um, I'm in a match. I'm actually so the, one of the companies that's associated with this, Midwest Impact Pro, I am their sudden, what's called their Sudden Impact TV champion, and I am wrestling their heavyweight champion. So we're going to have a champion versus champion match, and then following that match to see who the better champion is, of course it's going to be me. Uh, following that, there will be a battle royal, and there are 20 participants in the battle royal. Uh, all of those participants have donated $10 to St. Jude, to, to earn their spot in that battle royal. And we'll see who wins that. There's a lot of crazy names in there. So is it is the, are those the only two matches on the card? There are more. I don't remember the other ones off the top of my head because I'm not in them. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's the name of the guy you're wrestling? I am wrestling Khalil Akbar. He is the Midwest Impact Pro heavyweight champion right now. Okay. So can you explain to us... You know, somebody that's ne- like never been, you know, quote unquote backstage at an indie wrestling show. Uh, how the process works? Like, you show up. You know, is there a guy that tells you, you know, who's going over? Do you? I mean, yeah, pretty much. There's part of me that wants to say like, oh, I shouldn't give any of that out, and there's probably going to be some people that want to kill me about it. But also, like we're all adults and there's a lot of adults that come to pro wrestling events. And, uh, I think it's, I think it's okay. We have a bunch of podcasts out now that, you know, the old timers say that wrestling is a work and I don't, I think we need to celebrate the fact that it's a show. So yeah, there's somebody in charge and they tell you what, what they want to have happen. And then it's kind of up to the, to the performers to make that happen. Okay. Yeah. No, I totally understand what you're saying. We we live a pretty kayfabe lifestyle around here, mm-hmm. so just give, so just giving us a peek is all I need. I'm totally cool yeah. with that. I'm totally cool with that. But I don't. One of the things that I want to strive for when I meet people at events is like I don't want to insult anybody's intelligence 
when they come out. I have coworkers that come out. I have friends and family members that come out. And so you have to toe this weird line of like, you know, how quote unquote real is it versus how much of it is a show. And I think, I think people would be surprised to learn that it's much more real <laughs> than they think. I mean, yeah. you can't fake gravity and you know, somebody, somebody mistimes a punch or a kick and you get kicked. Like I had, a, I had an event this past Saturday and up until today I had a footprint on my shoulder from getting kicked in the back on Saturday. So there's, oh. there's that part of it. Oh yeah. Um, Jeff? Got a yeah, question so, uh, you said you were uh, you went into the wrestling school, Seth Rollins school, when you were 26. I'm curious, uh, how long before you actually got into your first match, like live in front of an audience? Two weeks. Two oh, weeks. Wow. wow. Two weeks. Um, it was actually so the the Blackberry Wrestling Academy is run by two people. So Seth Rollins, I mean, he's got the the name the name value attached to it. Uh, but the, the person who runs it, the day-to-day of it, is named Merrick Brave. And Merrick runs a company in Davenport, Iowa, and the, the eastern Iowa area called Scott County Wrestling, uh, SCW Pro. And uh, he tells everybody, uh, as long as – because people come from all over the country and really all over the world. I had a person in my class from um, Vancouver, I think he was from. And oh, wow. uh, somebody came from Australia. So we had an international class in our class and Merrick told us from the get-go like if you guys aren't leaving dad because some people just come to come to train and then they leave because you know they only rent an apartment for 12 weeks or they have commitments back home whatever the case may be they don't always stick around after the 12 weeks so he says if you stick around after the 12 weeks I will give you your first booking and then it's kind of up to you after that like if, if I think you have value here in this company um, so like I was on I was on a show that the, the first SCW show that happened after I graduated, I was on that show. I was part of a battle Royal. And then I was on some occasional shows for, I don't know, I'd say the first eight or nine months. And then I became a regular pretty quickly. Uh, it took me about nine months to become a regular to get kind of worked into some storylines and get some, get some stories going for me. Um, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't immediate. That's cool. Um, so how long then before you went to uh, Midwest uh, Midwest Impact Pro? Is that what it is? Yeah, it was the, the next day after my first SCW show. And all of this stuff happened just kind of by chance. Like, <clears throat> I was getting close to graduating, and, or I might have graduated, and I was just looking for indie wrestling events because I'm, I didn't really go to too many indie wrestling events um, before I started wrestling because I didn't really know much about it. I knew there was some stuff around, but I didn't know... Like, I don't think I ever went to a Midwest Impact Pro show before I went to wrestling school. I just, I just didn't know about it. And right. uh, so I, I had seen that it was happening, and it was happening in Creve Corps at the Hilltop Bar, of all places. And I was like, <laughs> well, this is, this is pretty crazy. So I messaged the promoter, who I didn't know at the time, and I said, hey, I, I'm recently graduated from the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy. Like, I'll be honest, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'd like to come and help out and he told me when to be there. I helped set up and I helped tear everything down. And, uh, I've been with him ever since. And that was August of 2016. Nice. Yeah. So but yeah, it just happened to be the, that first SCW show was a Saturday and the Midwest impact pro show was Sunday. So 
it was a long weekend. Yeah, totally. yeah. So, what do you think? Like, what kind of what kind of wrestling fan are you now? Like, are you up up on the current WWE product? What do you think of it? Yeah, like I grew up on WWE, so I'm still mostly a WWE person. Um, I I don't really I get the headlines out of Japan, but. Like, I think the best of the Super Juniors tournament is going on right now, and I couldn't tell you a single person who's in that. And I feel like a bad uh, advocate of pro wrestling because I can't do that. But, um, like, I try to promote it. Like, I, you know, I know what's going on with, with all elite wrestling. Um, I think it's weird, though, when some people come up to you and they tell you that they used to watch wrestling back in the day. Like, I, I remember talking to this one guy, like, a year or two ago, and... Uh, I told him that I wrestled, and that's why I was in this particular supplement store quite a bit, because I was working out and getting supplements. And he goes, yeah, I don't really watch wrestling too much since I was a kid. And I go, oh, yeah, okay. Like, I, I get that quite a bit. Yeah. And then he starts telling me what Cody Rhodes is doing in Japan. And I'm like, dude, if, if you tell me you haven't watched wrestling since you were a kid, first of all, you would not have known who Cody Rhodes was, because the guy was a similar age to me, and Cody Rhodes wasn't on TV when we were kids. Second of all, like, he knew way too many details about what Cody was doing <laughs> to, yeah, to tell yeah. me that he was just a passive wrestling wrestling fan. Yeah, you a lie. You a lie. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's kind of neat. It's like people's hidden, uh, uh, almost like a guilty pleasure. Oh, yeah. It's a dirty little secret. Oh, Cause, yeah. Because once you start talking about it. Then all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah I, watch, I watch a little Monday Night Raw or Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've like, yeah. there's been several instances where, you know, I've just been at the bar and mentioned something, and then there's like, you know, two people around me that know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, where are all these wrestling fans? The closet. I, yeah. It's not cool. You don't have like a stone cold because, <laughs> you know, you have guys like, uh, I love the New Day, but um, I can't imagine there are too many adults that are proud to, to say they're New Day fans because they're guys that. <laughs> shake their booty and throw pancakes around like yeah yeah just, just the sound of that sounds absurd yeah and a lot of the merch is geared towards the kids obviously yeah so and there's just like most wrestling shirts you just can't wear normally i do uh, yeah but uh, you know there's like not every shirt is just normal day appropriate right <laughs> um or like you might have to have this uncomfortable comment Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important conversation with somebody about it like if you're let's say you're a becky lynch fan and you have a shirt that says just the man on it then like somebody's gonna have to come up to you and say like oh who's the man yeah and you're like oh it's this this woman and they're like what what does that mean and so you have to go into this whole explanation and it's it's just not worth it sometimes no it's definitely not worth it that's my whole problem with buying that exact shirt yeah there's gonna be conversations unwanted ones right um so did you watch double or nothing or no i did not i i mean i had a show saturday night and then by the time i got on sunday i just i just didn't have time to watch it on sunday but i've seen some clips 
Uh, it looks cool. I'm super excited that it's a thing and that it exists. Like, I think it's, uh, I think it's needed today. Oh yeah. Yeah. I watched it. Um, like you said, there was like two really cool moments. Uh, obviously the John Moxley, Dean Ambrose return. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then the, uh, gold dust Cody match or Dustin versus Cody. Right. Uh, those are the cool moments. And then like it was, if you're going to ask me, was it good? And with a one word answer, I would definitely say yes. It was a lot of fun. Uh, there was a lot of trip ups and a lot of weird, you know, unorganized type of vibes that the marks on the internet aren't talking about. Cause they're just like totally obsessed with this. Yeah. And I mean, you're going to have that. It's, yeah. I think if you were to talk to Cody or the bucks or Kenny or Jericho or anybody that's involved, like, they would probably give you three dozen things that they want to improve for the next show. But as yeah. far as the first show goes, it, exactly. it sounds like it was pretty awesome. Exactly. It's the first show. No, I'm not hating at all. It's the first show. Right. But it's just hilarious when you read, like, people are already like, oh, WWE's done. And it's like, you're so wrong. It's, like, yeah, it's, that's, it's that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> you know how people are. Like, they're excited and that's cool. I'm excited too. Yeah, I wish I wish people could be excited and like I've seen I'm pretty active on Twitter and so there's quite a few tweets that are I just saw one today it was like support WWE support AEW support independent wrestling support support whoever like, everybody really. wrestling is cool and just because you like one thing one brand of wrestling doesn't mean you have to like another like uh, I I like. I like WWE I, because I like them. Doesn't mean I can't like AEW. Doesn't mean I can't like what Impact is doing. Or you know, if I see something ROH does, like I just love wrestling. I want wrestling to be good. <laughs> yeah, and it's for guys like you. Like you want everybody. Like you should support everything. Yeah. The, the more jobs there are for guys like you, I mean that it, it, as long as the industry is growing, no matter which direction, is good for you. Yeah. I, I think so. I mean, I think I came into wrestling at a really good time. I think if I had gone to wrestling school, maybe... So, like, I graduated high school in 2007. And if I had gone into wrestling right after that, like, I don't know. I'm sure there was a healthy indie scene in 2007 and 2008. But, like, I don't know if it was necessarily cool to be an indie wrestling person in 2007, 2008. I think it's a lot cooler in 2017, 18, and 19 than it was in 2007 yeah. and 18. Oh, oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. For sure. Plus, like, the Peoria scenes. All, did you grow up here? I did, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, it's never been, I don't, as far unless I miss stuff, it's never been huge right here. Well, I think it depends on, you know, what huge is. I mean, is it, are, are people on the Peoria scene going to compete with an AEW out of Chicago or even, like, a Glory Pro out of the St. Louis area? Probably not, but... There's, I think there's consistent wrestling in the area, which is good. There's yeah. uh, Midwest Impact Pro has been um, based out of the Peoria area for a while. It's basically been anywhere from Peoria down to Lincoln, Illinois. Springfield, Illinois has had a company for over 10 years now, I think. So yeah, that there's at least consistency. Is that like Central Illinois Pro or something? Uh, yeah, there's Central Illinois Pro. They're based, I think they're out of like Kincaid, which is around Springfield, and then Springfield's got another company called Pinfall Wrestling Association. Okay, well I'm glad there's a lot of work around here for you, man. That's cool. Yeah, there is. Like the Midwest is a, I have learned since I got into it, is a great place for indie wrestling. You have all these smaller companies, kind of like the ones that I work for, 
But then you have a place like AEW, you have uh, an organization like Pro Wrestling Revolver, uh, you have IWA Mid-South running every Thursday night and and uh, in Jeffersonville, Indiana. But then also out of that same arena, I think they have wrestling out of that arena like two or three times a week at least. I've never been, but I keep seeing people post all the time about wrestling at the arena in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Huh. No, I never so there's a... There's a lot of wrestling in the area if you look for it. And then that's not even counting all the Chicago stuff. You have Zello Pro. You have uh, Warrior Wrestling. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch I'm, I'm missing out on. But I don't work for any of them, so they can't be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Can we do – this is too far. Let me know. But can we can we have you cut a promo live for this, this uh, event Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Let's do it. This is Sensei Bach, the world's greatest martial arts master. And this Saturday, I, the Sudden Impact TV champion of Midwest Impact Pro, face the Midwest Impact Pro heavyweight champion, Khalil Akbar, champion versus champion. Come see who the best champion is going to be and come out to support the kids of St. Jude. But most importantly, Come out to Northwoods Mall in Peoria, support wrestling for a cure, and bow to your sensei. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Killed it. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dude. Well, thanks for coming on, taking a moment with us. We won't keep you any longer, but I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let me know when this is up and how I can share it and all that. Yeah, we'll do. Well, we usually, so we're going to record the rest of it tomorrow, and then we'll post. So we usually post it Thursday night. It's up Friday morning for everybody, so I would say Thursday night. Cool. Uh, I guess I should be a good uh, I should be a good independent contractor and plug myself. So my my Instagram, you know my Instagram already, Bach O'Clock. Twitter is the same thing, Bach O'Clock. And then Facebook is my name, Sensei Bach. Uh, that's uh, S-E-N-S-E-I, because I have seen a dozen ways to spell Sensei. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't. We were just texting back and forth, me and Jeff, and we couldn't figure it out either. Yeah, yeah. S E N S E I. S E N S E I B O C K. Yeah. All right. Sensei Bach, check him out this coming Saturday. What is that? June? June 1st. June 1st at the Northwoods Mall for everybody in Peoria, Illinois. Check out some good independent wrestling from Sensei Bach. Thanks a lot, man. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, dude. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Jeff, for that welcoming little ditty to bring us back in to the Boom DDT podcast. Yeah, hopefully it didn't get too sharp on the mic. It got a little, it peaked a couple times. I'm sure it did. <laughs> but I'll, uh, we'll do that. <laughs> I'll, see what, uh, I'll see what I can do to it. It'll be all right. Right on. Yeah, do you have any uh, further takeaways for the, for the interview or... I think it was a great. I, th- I thought he was really, really carried us. That's my takeaway. Yeah, so, no, he, he did a lot of the heavy lifting. I had an easy time. <laughs> yeah, because I've never done that before, and he really nailed it. Plus that promo at the end. 
yeah. Killed it. <laughs> Quality promo, man. I mean, I was lightheaded. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> really swept me off my feet. Um, but, yeah, make sure you guys check out, uh, if you're in the Peoria area, he's going to be at the uh, charity show, the St. Jude show at the Northwoods Mall this Saturday, June 1st. It's at noon, uh, so it's an early one. Um, I'm definitely going to be there. Too bad you're not in Peoria, Jeff, or you'd be there with us. Oh, totally. But yeah, I got nothing going on on Saturday. Go check him out. Um, and thanks, and thanks, of course. That's what I forgot to say. I probably did it during the interview. Can't remember. But a thanks yeah, is in order. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what do you want to talk about first, Jeff? You want to talk a little WWE or, uh, a little AEW or what are you thinking? Uh, why don't, why don't you, uh, tell me your thoughts on AEW because I didn't have the luxury of getting it. I know you, uh, we talked about last week on the podcast, the idea of chipping in. I couldn't find any chippers. How am I supposed to chip with that <laughs> going on, Doug? Uh, yeah, I, I found two chippers myself. Hell yeah. So our friends Glenn and Wolf uh, decided to do a little chipping. So it ended up being, I mean, I don't know, Jeff, I'm no mathematician. I think it was somewhere between 50 and 20 bucks a piece. Sounds about right. Which isn't bad. Um, it was definitely worth it. So we got together, ordered it. Uh, the first thing they need to do is figure out their pay-per-view and how that's going to work because a couple of Midwest bozos like us couldn't figure it out. Uh, you ended up having to go through the PlayStation, correct? Well, no. See, this is this is what happened, Jeff. We ordered it through Bleacher Report Live. Sounds uh, like a reliable company. <laughs> Well, I don't think it was. I don't think we had a ton of options. Uh, <laughs> right, right. That's so, <laughs> so uh, Wolf ordered it on his PlayStation browser, which turned out to be our fatal flaw. On the uh, web browser. I guess so. Okay. I'm not a technology man. But I'm not uh. Big on it either. So. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he orders it on the PlayStation browser. And then we can't get anything to play. And we're like, I know there was a pre-show. It was called, like, the buy-in. Like, there's definitely a pre-show. <laughs> and uh, so we're like, what the fuck? And then we find, like, we get on the internet. We find out, like, the pre-show's here and it's there. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay. So maybe the Bleacher Report stream doesn't start until the pay-per-view starts. Right. These are just the, the thoughts of cavemen. You know? Who don't know technology. So, <laughs> we're, we're, we're not panicking. You know, we're, we're grilling dirty burgers. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're doing corn. You know. Drinking beers. So on and so forth. So, time comes. Pay-per-view is supposed to be going. Not working. Okay? We're hitting, the, we're mashing the play button. Nothing. So now we're freaking out. Uh, we keep refreshing the browser like oh maybe they're behind blah, blah, blah. we refresh we refresh we refresh nothing's happening uh i think at this point we're scrambling i'm at the, i'm on the internet 
all the feeds, I'm thinking like, okay, maybe they're having a classic pay-per-view issue. You know, it's their first show. First show. Yeah, you never know. But I don't see anything. I see nothing about a pay-per-view issue. So I'm like, no, it's definitely us. Uh, so we come to terms with the fact we read something that it's not going to work on the PlayStation browser. We uh, pull it up on Wolf's computer, get it rolling, and then hook it up via HDMI cable. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that was strike one. Because <laughs> you, you know Vince makes it real easy for us. Yeah, he'll have that. Well, he didn't always, but he has lately. Yeah, he'll have that bitch working on any platform. Yep. But you gotta have an app, man. But honestly, that's probably that was probably more our, our fault. So we're not gonna count that against him. Well, uh, now that you mentioned like PlayStation browsers, I recall similar issues. Just like um, trying to do Reddit streams for. Uh, uh, NBA games, like Bulls games and shit. Yeah. Like, if you're on a computer, you can do, like, damn near any stream if your shit, if your browser's capable, but uh, some of them aren't, like, they say, like, Android, iOS-friendly, PS4-friendly, or something like that, if you can actually play it on a PlayStation or something. Yeah. So there's some sort of weird differences in browsers that I don't quite understand. Yeah, that's exactly what we found out. We found a list of acceptable formats for the Bleacher Report live stream, and the PS4 was not on the list. Fucking bozos. <laughs> so, so we figured that out. Now we're rolling. Uh, I don't remember what... I don't know if we missed a match or not. But, anyway, I'm going to give you... We'll make this... You know, we don't have to go on and on about AEW, because Lord knows the internet already has. <laughs> so... I'm going to give you my highlights, which are definitely uh, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes, a.k.a. Gold Dust. So this was a real, what what JR would call a barn burner. Yeah. A real good one. This was a great match. So this is card or what? Yeah, well, I would say later, but def- not the main event. Jericho and Kenny Omega got that spot. Okay. Um... Which was a good match too, but the match of the night for me is the brother versus brother match. Uh, the like obviously you saw the pictures of the blood. Yeah. So me and Wolf like tracked that thing from the beginning. So there was like a spot where um, Cody, you know, classic takes off one of the turnbuckle guards, and. Uh, like maybe a drop toe hold, can't really remember, but anyway, gold dust go gold dust goes face first into the exposed turnbuckle. And uh we were like, Oh, is there gonna be blood? Is there gonna be blood? And immediately he like rolls out of the ring and he ends up over by like where they ring the bell. What do they call that in WWE? The timekeeper's area. The timekeeper's area. He's over by the timekeeper's area and he's you know, he's got his, his head down and his arms over his head, and he's clearly gigging. You know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's blading. And then we're like, oh, there he is. He's doing it. And like, you know, they try to... There was something else we were supposed to be watching, but we yeah. were watching him. And uh, I don't know if he didn't think he got it good enough or deep enough or what, because he does like a roll, like a alligator roll. And at this point, uh, 
Brandy is like interfering in some way. Um, Who's Brandy? Brandy is Cody's wife. She was in WWE. Oh, okay. She was like, uh, she, oh, I think she was a ring announcer. Really? Could be wrong. I think it was before we really got back into it. Okay. But anyway, she's like, she's causing a distraction, so now our eyes are supposed to be there. But we're still watching Gold Dust because we know what's going on. And uh, he rolls like under the ring apron, and they still had like aprons, you know. Hell yeah. And uh, he rolls under the apron, and he's going to town under there. And when he, <laughs> when he comes out, it's just pouring out like, it was a severe, like he went way too far. It was pouring out, and I was worried about the guy. I mean, he was dripping off his nose like a fountain. Oh, Christ. And they have like the, you know, the, I forget what move Cody had him in, but you know, a classic spot, like the Stone Cold spot where you can yell and the blood's going everywhere and you're wearing the crimson mask. Oh, so they're probably shooting for one of those moments. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Uh, and I, th- oh, I don't really know what move it was, but anyway, that, that's the best match of the night for me it was really good. JR was really good all night. Actually the whole announce. So at first I was real worried. The pre-show announce team was really not, not good. I don't know who it was, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, the, the main announce team turned out to be really good. JR and them held it down all night. And then you had the. Jericho Omega match that was good and uh like not amazing but good. Yeah. And um John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, um comes in through the crowd and and just attacks everybody, still using the same finisher. Uh the DDT. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's gonna call it. Is that what, on your... what they call it in WWE? Dirty, uh, dirty deeds. Yeah, I knew it start with. Is is that ice cream truck on your end or mine? That's on you, baby. Take a Ain't listen. Ain't no ice cream trucks around here. Oh, there he is. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, John Moxley, as we shall refer to him now, uh, comes to the crowd. Really reminded me of Scott Hall. Uh, when he first came to WCW, it was a, it was a really good moment. Like that that really sealed the deal on the pay per view as it being a success. Did he rock a toothpick? No. Oh, uh, that but <laughs> I mean, honestly, he had a sleeveless vest like Scott Hall did. Oh yeah. 
So it was real similar, but so that so those two spots, and then the Young Bucks versus uh, man Lucha Brothers. I keep getting them confused with the Lucha House Party, but I think they're called the Lucha Brothers. Exact um, same with Lucha, and the name's dangerous. Yeah, it was it was really good. It was super long. Might have been a little drawn out. Um, so that's, that's all the good stuff. And then they had a lot of, like, the, the bad stuff was stuff to be expected. Um, like a lot of technical issues, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and just stuff that wasn't planned well. Like, they unveiled their, uh, big title, like their world championship or whatever they're gonna call it. Um, Bret Hart unveiled it, you know? Uh-huh. But it was just real odd. Like, he comes out and he's got the title in a bag or something. And then um, he invites uh, the guy that won the royal, the casino battle royal earlier. He's going to be one of the guys that's fighting for it. He invites him out, which makes sense, you know. Yeah. And then, but then like three other people come out. Like I don't know if they were supposed to be like people that were, you know, that are saying like I want a shot at the title, you know, like that classic thing. But uh, it was just really poorly planned. Like, the three other people came out, and then they all started fighting, like, outside the ring. But you could tell nobody knew where it was supposed to be going. Like, oh, pe- like people were, like, looking up and, like, what what's happening? And then all of a sudden, the camera just cuts back to Brett, and he's got the title out of the bag, and he's just holding it up. And then, but the camera wasn't even the right angle. Like, you couldn't even see the title. Oh, man. So, like, that segment, I mean... Like I said, I'm not gonna. It was it was a cool night. I don't want to shit on it, but like they had some. It's just annoying when you're on the internet and people are acting like, you know, flawless. Yeah, like this is the best thing ever, and WWE's fried. It's like no man. Like it, it was a it was a cool night. Don't regret buying it, and I'm super I'm excited about AEW, but don't act like it wasn't flawless. Yeah, you showed me the uh, sledgehammer to the. Uh... Some sort of shrine. Yeah. Another shrine. Another thing that the internet will try to convince you was cool, but I'll be the first to tell you was not. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was extremely lame. It, it was like a, supposed to be like a Triple H throne, you know? And uh, it just looked like a cheap Halloween. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like something out of a bad movie. Yeah. Like, it was rigged to fall apart and smoke, and it just looked really cheesy. But yeah, the marks on the internet were all about it. They thought it was cool as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, that's AW. I mean, it'll get better. Oh, for sure. Like I said, there's a lot of high spots. I'm not pooping on it. I'm excited about it. JR was awesome. Uh, who's... Did you recognize the other two announcers, or just was it... A total of three announcers or two? It's a three-man booth, which if you ever listen to Jim Ross, he's not a fan of. Nope. Too many cooks. <laughs> yeah, and he had a couple of JR-isms, man. He, like, some a big a big woman got added to a match, and he was like, that adds a, new, a couple new ingredients to the stew. <laughs> and just, like, little stuff like that. He, unfortunately, he never tried to sell us barbecue sauce, which really was... Really pissed me off. Yeah, that's a, you think you'd be all over that. I thought he was going to slip in some barbecue sauce. Uh, the other two guys were Excalibur, who wore like a lucha mask, and another guy that, I don't, I don't know either of them, I know that, I know they do have, I think they have experience, I don't know. 
JR's talked about him on his shows and stuff, but I didn't recognize him. But yeah, one of them had a mask, which was kind of interesting for an announcer. Well, yeah, that was I mean, that was AEW. I'm still trying to wrap my head around a mask now, so that seems unnecessary. But I mean, maybe he's like a hardcore lucha guy, you know? Takes it seriously, like he's not showing his face. Oh, I got you. <laughs> cool, dude. Well, let's 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 move on to the main course. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Uh... Raw, we I think one thing we got to talk about from Raw is uh, I think we forgot to mention last week is Brock's boombox gimmick and what do you think of that? Was that last week? I think yeah, this is the second week of it. Huh? I I didn't catch that. Um, he needs to learn to face it the right way <laughs> when the speakers are facing the wrong direction. Yeah, the speakers are not meant to face out. Meant yeah. to face in. That's definitely true. I, I'm surprised at how much I'm okay with it. Really? Like, at first I was like, yeah, this is really lame. And then I'm like, well... It shows a different side of Brock. It's not the same old same. That's true. And I uh, got a buddy out here who's all for it, but I was, I was kind of along your same initial lines. Like, that's... Pretty lame. I mean, music's not coming out of that thing. Why isn't it, Jeff? It should. That's what I'm saying. They have the money to design a real uh, Bork Laser boombox. Like that'd make, be a lot cooler. Yeah, like put speakers in the briefcase and everything. I don't know why. I, I'm with you. I, it should make noise, but I don't know. I like, and he's talking more. Which is, I don't know, I like I like how it's different, you know? That's true. Uh, you could hear him call uh, Seth Rollins a bitch in this one. Did you catch that? Uh, I just got the uh, silent treatment. Live TV style. Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't yeah. like on a mic, he was just yelling at him. Oh, I know, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, surprisingly I'm alright with it. What was this segment about? Oh, he wanted to... He was acting like he was going to determine who he was going to cash in on. Well, no, I mean, Kofi and Seth first came out and, like, kind of forced him into that issue, and he just came out fucking rocking, dude. He was like a stoner or something. They wanted him to take it seriously and cash in his money in the bank. He's like, man, I would just nod to this fucking briefcase. Maybe that's... I think you hit the nail on the head. That's why it's good. Because it fits... cool it, guy? Well, no, it just fits his character of not giving a shit. Yeah. Like, oh, you guys really... Everybody else really wanted this thing, huh? Well, I just stole it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and then when he... There's two segments of this on Raw, right? It, it's really weird. Uh, I didn't like how they had two separate segments of this, because... What this winded up being was, like, they, they both call out Brock. Brock comes out, and he's rocking. And then uh, Seth just gets annoyed and drops a mic and walks out. And then Kofi's like, I want to challenge you. And Brock's just not taking it seriously. 
then uh, Ziggler pops out of left field attacking Kofi, and it winds up being a Kofi Ziggler promo. Thirty minutes. This was a thirty-minute opening segment. Well, yeah, because Ziggler. I mean, it was everybody was taking their time, but Ziggler took his time. Yeah, Ziggler was milking that son bitch. God, he cut a like that promo was insane. Did yeah, you, it's a weird little character he's got. Yeah, did you like, like not it? Not being disrespectful to Kofi, but. It's very weird. Did you like the promo or no? I mean, there's a lot of generic assholes. Sammy Zayn kind of filled that Ziggler role a little bit, so uh, Ziggler's got to differentiate himself. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. He's not being disrespectful to Kofi, and I like this this veteran versus veteran shit. Yeah. They both started around the same time, like 2007, 2006, 2008, somewhere in that region. Yeah. So what was the what was the second part? I'm trying to remember. The second part of the Brock saga. So the second part was later on in the night. Let me find it here in my notes. Um Shit. Oh, that's when he uh I remember. It's Brock, Seth, and uh Paul out there. And uh he, he, he acts like he's about ready to cash in, and Paul starts, like, reading the contract. And, oh, uh, yeah. And Brock Lesnar doesn't know that he has a full year to cash in. Yeah. So then he's just like, ah, oh, fuck that. I'm not cashing in. I got a year. Whatever. Which I don't know, like, was Paul supposed to be, like, trying to get him to cash in? That, that, that angle's kind of confusing to me. Yeah, like, why was he reading it? Yeah, why was Paul reading it? Why uh, did Brock feel this uh, notion that he didn't have a full year when, like, you know, Money in the Bank's been going on almost his entire career? I think that's, like, what we were talking about. Like, he he doesn't care about wrestling enough to know that. Oh, he's, he's cool. That's what I mean. He doesn't give a fuck. God, if, if not giving a fuck is cool, yeah. consider Brock Miles Davis. <laughs> So yeah, surprisingly don't mind the character. Uh, also for Bra, we have a uh, classic holiday treat with the uh, Memorial Usos Memorial Day block party. Oh, see this is something I missed, so do tell. You missed all this? They had like two, three different segments. Yep, they didn't show any of it. Oh, that's whack. Yeah, it's just uh, in a classic, like, beer tent outside by the semis. Nice. It's, it's done pretty, like, it's, it's your classic thing where, like, all the faces are just there, yucking it up. There's, there's snacks. Um, yeah, the first part's just showing the block party. Uh, second part uh, shows the revival popping in. And, like, Uso's about to start some shit. But Naomi's like, no, I invited them. And like, y'all need to squash this beef. Let's chill out over some hot dogs. We need to get that clip, shred it up, and fucking put it on the podcast. Because <laughs> it's great. Well, I don't have it on the Hulu cut. I, I'll be able to get it. Uh, I was going to say, I got on the fucking on demand here. But, yeah, we'll figure that out. Was there any, uh, like, food fight? There was no food fight. Um, 
They were playing cornhole, except they didn't have the camera angle to play legit length cornhole. So they were like playing top the shot t ball cornhole, you know, <laughs> like six feet away. Yeah. <laughs> was it like like all the mid to lower card guys? Yeah, and then Usos and Revival were like the main feature. Yeah. Um, the the twenty four R Truth popped in with the twenty four seven title. Uh, got rolled up, but he kicked out and fleed. Yeah, we we talked about how it can't be just running, but so far it's been kind of good. Because it's only our truth. Yeah, it's probably true. Because like the seg, I didn't see that segment. I saw the must have been a second segment where he's out in the ring area and everybody's chasing him. Yeah, during Shades thing. Yeah, no, that's on SmackDown. I'm sorry, but that was really good. Like. It, everybody was doing their part really well. Like Luke Gallows came in for a big boot and biffed it, and then Carl Anderson came in and he biffed. Like it was obviously extremely choreographed, but it looked funny. Yeah. But no weapons still. Have you seen any weapons? Nope. I'm keeping an eye out. So no so so far it's like a PG hardcore title. Yeah. Uh, what else did I like? Uh, uh, Rick, Ricochet versus Zaro put on a good-ass match. Yeah, I heard about that. And, of course, I didn't see it. Oh, man. Yeah, match of the night. Match uh, of the week. Damn. I'm going to go that far. I'm going to try to find it. Yeah, I believe that. I heard a bunch of, bunch of talk about it on the gram, and I believe that. Uh, AJ... Is he on vacation, you think? Uh, no, he was, uh, he did a little doctor's office interview in the back. He might, I mean, unless they filmed that earlier. No, that's what I mean. He, he, it looked like a bullshit injury and then Corbin attacks him. Yeah. I think he's starting a vacation. Oh, I can believe that. I mean, I could be wrong, but if we don't see him for a couple weeks, I'd say he's on, he's hit the beach. Yeah, right off that Seth loss. Yeah. Because they don't have really anything for him right now. It's perfect vacation time. Another thing I got to talk about is Raw. Uh, do you, did you catch this electric chair segment? I did with uh, Sammy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I missed when Corey debuted it. So, what does the electric chair mean? Like, you can ask him anything, pretty much. Yeah, I that, guess. That's Even though the electric chair swivels. <laughs> that's what I figured it was like an ask anything type of deal. Uh, that's okay for an house show, but do, do not trust wrestling fans to go on live TV. Oh, it was Damn. horrible, man. They picked like yeah. they literally picked like three people that yeah like I don't even want to talk shit about them but I mean I'm sure they're good people but yeah it just wasn't good. Uh, one of them was a kid. Yeah. And then Be- <laughs> Sammy's like, "Do you want to ask me about Becky? Or do you want to ask me about Seth?" Yeah. <laughs> Sammy's name was hilarious during it all as always. Oh yeah, I love the uh, the ending, man. Uh, he's like. You guys have the worst questions. You can ask me anything. You can ask me about AEW. Oh. Yeah, and his face. 
That's, and then as soon as he said that, you hear Vince fucking cueing Seth Rollins' music. Yeah, Corey just totally blew past it. Yeah. Or maybe Vince, who knows, dude. That could Vince might have known about that. Either way, Corey was real nervous up there, you can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the lady, one of the interview ladies, was ripping the microphone away from the kid who wanted to keep uh, back and forth going. Yeah, that was another thing that was confusing because Sammy would like diss him, and like yeah, so you're just supposed to take that and sit down. I don't know. Like it, it didn't look like Charlie was giving anybody the mic for the retort. Yeah, which was a good idea, a good call by her because I don't think any of those people had any good retorts. Maybe no. the, maybe the kid. Yeah, the kid was trying to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was wild shit, man. Uh, oh, the uh, Becky debuted a new a new finish called the Manhandle Slam. Did you catch that? I did. What did you think of that? Was it like a rock bottom? Uh, trying to recall how it was. I mean, it's, it's like a pump handle slam, isn't it? No, I mean she just picked him up like a like a rock bottom, as far as I saw. Okay. But Cole was heavy-handed as shit with that. It was classic Cole. That one's called the Man Handle Slam. Yeah, I nah? get it. Yeah. You, you like that? Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... uh ironic she has to disarm her in the Man Handle Slam. It's, it's, it's a little strange. Yeah, I, I can see I can see why you would want like another finisher that isn't the well she has the Bexploder right. Yeah, the uh, suplex. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean that's just a suplex. I, I I like something with a little more room, so I'll take this. Yeah, I can see why you'd want another. Yeah, so that was uh, Becky and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics. I thought that was a decent tag match. Yeah, I mean this was basically. To just get some eyes on Nikki as well as the Iconics, I guess. Because, I mean, most of the match was Nikki trying to get that hot tag. Yeah. Nikki was there for the eyes and for the entertainment. Yep. Um, so Brock never cashes in, obviously. He just says, fuck it. And then yep. and then we have a main event, uh, which I, didn't, I wasn't in love with. It was Lashley versus Corbin versus Miz versus Braun. Uh, elimination rules to determine who gets a universal title shot at the Super Show. They just threw this together and then Cole spoiled it less than 45 seconds in. Well, when he said that uh, Braun and Lashley already have a match? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, okay, so we know it's not going to be one of them. Yep, you know it's going to be Miz or... Corbin, and you think Miz, who's over, is gonna face Seth, who's really over? Come on now. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a house show, dude. We've seen these before. These yeah, are sure. these are big budget network house shows. I mean, look at that match. That is the most house show that could be in Peoria, Illinois. Seriously, dude. Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. Yeah. Come on. I mean, I'm not hating on Baron or nothing. He's he's put up some good ass matches, but he's just your generic heel. You can pop in anywhere. Yeah, like obviously they're not going to change anything. It's literally like a house show, so nobody knows titles are changing. So yeah, Corbin loses to Seth. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Book it. <laughs> yeah. 
Which that one's next Friday, right? Yeah, yeah, next Friday. I am gonna. I have to see Undertaker versus Goldberg, though. I'm not. Yeah, you know what's weird about um, the scheduling of all of that? I mean, yeah, I'm here for Taker versus Goldberg, even though it'll be a train wreck. But <laughs> yeah, but you have to see it. <clears throat> like for some reason, they're having an NXT takeover this weekend, this Saturday, without anything surrounding it. Yeah, which is cool. I, I'm fine with a standalone NXT pay-per-view, but why haven't they hyped it at all? I don't know. I just caught wind of it this week. I had heard about it, but, like, you'd figure, you know, on Raw and SmackDown, they'd be plugging it, but they haven't been. They're just talking yeah. about Super Show. I think they're, I mean, they're flying by the seat of their pants. I, I, I... I don't like how when they do these Saudi shows, the women's division just gets put on pause. Like, what's Becky doing? Slow grinding a fucking lacy feud? Yeah. Well, if you want to get... Yeah. If you Lacey wanna, just came out and catwalked. You're, you're pointless. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get political, the Saudi shows are... Yeah, they're a little behind, Jeff. If the women aren't allowed to perform... Oh, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, you don't have to get political to say that, but saying, like, I don't like the effect that it has on uh, WWE storyline. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's why you get Becky and Nikki versus the Iconics. Yep. Because there's nowhere to go. So that was that's all I have from Raw. You got anything else? Uh, that's about it. Um main event actually was Rollins versus Zayn and I'm not really sure why they put that together really I thought that was before the fatal four way I mean on the maybe it was on the Hulu cut maybe they switched them around huh I could could be wrong yeah I like I like Raw overall I like I think the uh, if you would have seen the USO thing, it kind of tied Raw together because otherwise it's kind of clunky. But like having that consistent backstage scene is a little attitude era esque. I know it's just classic for the holidays to have a party, but still. Yeah, no, I, I totally see what you're saying. No, I think I think it was a good Raw even without that. There was a Triple H Randy Orton package. I think you told me about it last week. Oh yeah, I skimmed through those. That was Lost really. It was really good though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably. I think it's the same one that they've been playing. And yeah, it's it's really good. It takes you through the whole history. So there so you I have it. it huh? I said. So there you have it. Yeah. I was just gonna say, let's move it on to SmackDown, buddy. Yeah. Uh, once again, due to my new jobby and figuring out my new lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> I still haven't... I've been behind on wrestling, so I once again missed SmackDown. Could not make it... Could not make it for the cut, Jeff, so you're going to have to walk us through this. So, uh, they start off SmackDown with uh, KO and Kofi, each giving a little promo against each other. Uh, They have a match right then and there. Like, uh, I think it was scheduled. It seemed scheduled, but they each cut a promo beforehand. It was sanctioned? It was sanctioned. Okay, good. Uh, that was a good-ass match. Probably my, is my one star from the evening. 
KO pulls out a good ass swanton. When will the swanton stop, Eric? Nice. It, it wasn't a penguin flip. This was a swanton. He got them legs kicked back a little bit. Hell yeah. It was nice. And I, I'm always here for more of that match. I mean, you could, you could do that once every two weeks, and I'd be fine with that. Yeah. <clears throat> After that, you get a little our troop sneaking around. Um, uh, Brian and Rowan have a promo. Uh, they're challenged by Heavy Machinery. Nice. This is in Oklahoma. So Brian says, yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll I'll, I'll defend the titles against you guys, but not in this fracking state. It's getting real <laughs> political, getting real liberal with the Oklahoma crowd. He said fracking? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's going Lot. off on fracking during his promo. Lot. <laughs> Just any way you piss off the locals. It, it, it was a perfect spot for it. Oklahoma's giving them heat. I bet. Um, Mandy and Sonia are backstage passing out some fucking magazines apparently Mandy's on a magazine cover what was it like women's fitness or something I don't know some bullshit uh, and then Mandy and Carmella had a match and Mandy wins via distraction so is there is, is Mandy and Sonya dissolve any signs of dissolving yet or no nope same old fucking standard that needs to dissolve. Eric, we talked about this with the Raw thing. Uh, nothing's happening in the women's side. They're just on pause. Yeah. We're on time filler mode. So That's... they can't even dissolve Sonya so and Mandy, even though they have the perfect time for it. Yeah. That's true. After that, we had Shane McMahon Appreciation Night, which everyone loves to see. Oh, God. Um, showed a video package of himself doing kicks. I mean, you you can imagine. Uh, D Mac <laughs> and Elias are there with them, just clapping and shit. Wait, Drew and Elias? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then our truth comes running in, and for some reason, like, sees that Drake Maverick is the only one still chasing him. So he decides, he's, he's in the ring during their fucking appreciation night, and he decides for some reason to roll up Drake Maverick, which you don't have to defend that title, but he rolled him up for a three count. And then he's just celebrating in ring, like in front of Shane and D-Mac and Elias, and Shane's like, what? Are you serious right now? Get him! Oh, so God. They beat up our truth Elias gets the 24-7 title, and Shane McMahon's like, you know what? We're going to have a match later on because Roman comes in and fucking interrupts shit, I think. So they're going to have a match later on, Roman and R-Truth versus Elias and D-Mac. Until then, uh, Shane needs Elias by his side, so he's going to go ahead and suspend the 24-7 title. That's a week old. So so Elias wins there, right? Yep, Elias is a title holder. The title is suspended until after the main event. So he, like, puts it on hold, basically? Yeah. Which, okay. I'm sorry, this is a 24-7 title. Yeah. A week later, you're gonna tell me it's on hold? God, I hate Shane. So he puts that shit on hold. Um, and we have a main event. Charlotte and Lacey have an interview. And then, uh, 
we get a uh, Becky versus Lacey Evans with Charlotte on commentary. Um, this is interesting. Got a little hairy. You said ba- Becky versus Lacey? No, Bailey versus Lacey. Oh, okay, good. With Charlotte on commentary. Like, kind of at Lacey's side, you know, they're aligned and shit. Okay. Then, um... Uh, Charlotte has some sort of distraction, but Bailey reverses and rolls up Lacey for the win. Yeah, Charlotte somehow fucked it up. I can't remember how. Like, not uh, kayfabe fucked it up. Yeah. Like, she's responsible for the loss. Gotcha. So, uh, Lacey, uh, shoves Charlotte, and then Charlotte... Charlotte's in, like, fucking Southern Belle attire. She's in a fucking skirt and heels. She doesn't care. She fucking flops some heels off and fucking gives Lacey a boot. <laughs> fucking foot to the face. So I don't know what's going on there. The crowd was popping for Charlotte, obviously. Yeah. When she did that, but, like, everyone's still confused. Like, what? You guys are... What the hell's going on? So Lacey and Charlotte is the thing. We don't know if they're on the ins or on the outs or if, like, Charlotte's just an abusive mentor or what. Yeah, I think abusive mentor would be good. Because, like, Lacey did, like, she didn't throw a punch (laughs) or anything. Like, Charlotte's bending over and Lacey just shoved her into the ropes. And Charlotte's like, no, fuck this. So, what happened with Roman, though? What were you saying about Roman Reigns? I think he popped... I did put it in the notes, but I thought he popped in to help out R-Truth or, like, uh, you know, even the score during that promo. And he got thrown into... The, the main event's going to be Roman and R-Truth versus Elias and G-Mac. Okay. It looks. It sounds like they're a little lost on Roman, too. Yeah. Like, are they, go, are they go, going with the Shane thing or no? I mean, Shane's pushing that every time, talking about... Like, he had a Samoan jobber on Raw, I think. Yeah, Roman's cousin. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, uh, main event, uh, Roman, Roman and R-Truth uh, win. Roman wins with a spear. And then knocks out Elias and corrals R-Truth. R-Truth rolls up Elias, gets that fucking title back. Nice. They saved Betty. Hell yeah, so R-Truth's still the champ? Yeah. Nice, I like him as champ. Oh yeah. He can stick around that title, even if he drops it, he should, like he did, he should come back and get it. For sure. Yeah, no one liked Elias having it, or it being suspended. The crowd's just like, what? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You yeah, said, that was SmackDown. So, what do you give SmackDown? Sounds like you weren't too high on it. I wasn't just because Shane McMahon fucking ruined it. Like, he put his fucking squirrel cheeks all over it. Yeah. With Shane McMahon appreciation. I smack dab in the middle. God. So I'm going to give it uh, two stars. Shane sucks, man. <laughs> totally. His shit's just getting old. It's just played out. It is definitely played. Um... So, are you watching NXT this weekend? 
Yeah, dude, I'll fucking pop it on. NXT always brings good matches. Oh, yeah, do you know what it is? <laughs> when I, uh, Saturday. I don't know what time, I assume, probably like classic time of like six centrals. Yeah. Five. I don't know. Somewhere yeah. in that region. Yeah, I don't know. If you're in Peoria, you can fucking go to Northwood in the day, get you some lunch at the food court, watch some wrestling. Yeah. And then go home and watch some up and covers. Exactly. That's a great point, Jeff. While we're wrapping this up here, uh, do you have anything else from the wrestling week? Uh, off the top of my head, I probably will. As soon as we're done recording, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is how it goes. But like Jeff said, and I want to say thank you to Sensei Bach for spending yeah. some time with us. Uh, that was a really cool experience. I think he did. I think it was entertaining. I hope it was. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Um, so check him out if you're in the Peoria area this Saturday, June 1st. Northwoods Mall, if you can remember where that was. Um, round one, Santa Claus, you know, any of that food court, like Jeff said, I think there's, there used to be a Foot Locker in there. Uh, I haven't been there. JC Penny. Yeah, I think they're still there. Uh, come, come and reminisce at the Northwoods Mall with Sensei yeah. Bach and a little professional wrestling. Free entry, high noon, donations obviously accepted for St. Jude. Help the kids. far out dude uh let's do it again next week huh yeah man super showdown pre-show hell yeah goldberg versus undertaker let's see if anybody crumbles into dust <laughs> night 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 but now i don't understand now i don't know good i said okay Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.